Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast, where this time around we will be continuing our verbal account of my Football Manager career on Football Manager 2021. Just to recap, the the rules, if you like, uh, of this career are quite simple. I started out unemployed, rather than parachuting myself into a big team, and I had a reputation that was basically zero, as is befitting someone who starts out unemployed in football management. The the backstory of my manager is that of a semi-professional footballer, so there's no kind of link to a big club to get a big club in management straight away, as it almost should be, I guess, really, for me personally. In fact, I was never even a footballer, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, what happened was I ended up manager of Aldershot in the uh, top flight of non-league football. When I joined them, they were struggling, and I'm pleased to say that I was able to turn things around quite nicely. However, the question was, of course, would I be able to turn them around enough? Expectations were not massively high, but nonetheless, I believe that the board was kind of hoping for a promotion push, despite the rather perilous situation that I found the team in when I took charge. However, results, generally speaking, went very, very well. There were some consistent performances and a number of consecutive wins and matches of up defeat, which helped propel us up the table, which was quite pleasing. The result of this uh, was ultimately uh, that I was offered a new contract by the board and my wages were increased ever so slightly, not massively so, but it went from £900 a week to £925 a week. Well, beggars can't be choosers. And I agreed to this new contract, which also uh, saw it kind of run until the end of June 2022. Uh, So a little bit longer on the contract than I'd previously had. Of course, in Football Manager and in Football Management in real life, a contract to a certain day doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's a performance-based job. If the results start to fall off, they can review the terms of the contract. They'd have to probably pay me off to get rid of me, but they could get rid of me nonetheless. So onwards with the 2020-2021 season. And I'd been doing quite well, as I say. Enough to get a new contract. I did, however, have a couple of patchy moments which probably dented any kind of hope I had for automatic promotion. At one point, I actually began to believe it was possible. We closed the gap on the leaders considerably. We were sitting quite happily in the playoff places and we'd had some great results but Notts County beat me before they able to beat me again this time at my ground which was rather unsatisfying to put it mildly and had a few games where I would draw rather than win and the points dropped I believe probably what ultimately cost me my automatic promotion chances not that I ever really thought it was actually a viable aim but it would have been nice to be in the mix. As a matter of fact, we were in the mix. We went into the final round of games very much in that mix. We secured a playoff place with four games to spare, which was fantastic, uh, better than I'd actually thought we'd achieve. And we had some, we had some interesting results, uh, to put it mildly. The the game which kind of stood out for me, and funny enough, actually, it stood out to the fans as well at the end of the season, was a four three away win over Hartlepool. Going forward, we were breathtaking. Uh, My strikers, Reed and Fondop, were electrifying all season. 
and um, we we seemed to score for fun. But defensively, we were a little bit complacent, I felt, throughout the course of the season. And this particular game against Hartlepool summed up both elements to the game. It was a very, very late winner that gave us the points, whereas we'd actually been winning somewhat comfortably and allowed Hartlepool to get back into the game. But a 4-3 away win gave us uh, the opportunity to go into the final round of fixtures with a chance for automatic promotion. However, goal difference was against me to a certain degree. If I'd been winning these matches 4-0 rather than 4-3, my goal difference would be a lot healthier. But as it was, other factors were in play as well. I needed the league leaders, Notts County, to lose. And I needed uh, Stockport, who were also in the mix, uh, in second place, at the very best, to draw. Uh, otherwise, goal difference would be against me. I also had to win my final game. Uh, I was at home against Boreham Wood, and I did win that game. I won that game comfortably, 4-0, as a matter of fact. However, Stockport ended up winning the league on goal difference from uh, both myself and Notts County who had been dominating against Hartlepool, but somehow conspired to drop points at home and end up in the playoffs alongside me. So the consequences of this was uh, I actually won a second round of the month award for the way my team had played in May. Go me. Fantastic. And my first playoff game was against Yeovil, who'd beaten me before and given me a very tough match in the process. I feared that they would actually once again stand in my way. My older shot side were dominant in terms of possession, but if you don't score, then it counts against you. And sure enough, I went 1-0 down, and then I went 2-1 down, and then 3-2 down in extra time, which made me begin to believe it wasn't going to be our year. However, in the second half of extra time, two late goals, including, I believe, a penalty, somehow, somehow conspired to bring my team into the lead and into the playoff final. This actually triggered an interesting comment from Yeovil's manager, uh, who, in a media interview, said that my win was undeserved. (laughs) Um, I suggested otherwise. I felt that we battled very, very hard. And he called me bitter, which I thought was rather ironic, because I'm the one that won. He didn't. He was the bitter one. Uh, I would dare say it's Yeovil's manager, not me. But there you go. The final uh, was against Wrexham. And I had an issue because my both my primary keepers, uh, Walker and Hall, were somewhat injured. And Hall, who wasn't as good as Walker, was a keeper I'd been relying on for a few games because of Walker's injuries. He was able to play in the final as he had a minor injury. But you don't really want to be going into an important promotion battle with a wounded goalkeeper. And to make matters more interesting, the teams would play at Wembley, uh, appropriate, I guess, for a promotion final playoff. And I was wondering what would happen. I really was. Early on, we went behind after 11 minutes, uh, which naturally made me rather nervous. At this point, I was thinking, great, we've moved ourselves into a position to be promoted, and it looks like we're going to be stuck in the National League for another year, another season. However, my right-back of all people, uh, a player by the name of Fowler, scored a fantastic goal. And then my, uh, one of my second-choice strikers, uh, a guy by the name of Bettimer, scored twice, either side of half-time. And we controlled the game from there. We saw out a brilliant 3-1 victory. And yes, as a result of that, 
my plucky Aldershot team, who at one point had been really, really struggling at the wrong end of the table, were promoted. We were into the Football League. We were now a professional football team. We'd go into the 2021-2022 season as a free-fledged professional football club, which I had not expected and was absolutely delighted by, to put it mildly. However, celebrations had to be kept to a minimum to a certain degree because the playoffs had run into uh, June and the new season would start at the end of July, early August kind of time, and we would need to prepare for that season. So it meant having to prepare quite quickly. So the players didn't really get much of a break, and I don't think they particularly appreciated that. However, I wasn't really sure what I could do. I needed to run a few friendly matches. I needed to prepare for the new season. And prepare we did. And I'm quite pleased to say that the friendly fixtures went quite well. In fact, they went very well. I've, we won, I think, all of them, actually, as it happens. But the one which stood out for me was... A friendly that I'd arranged as manager, most of the friendlies were organised via the assistant manager and the board, and they were against teams that were perhaps similar in ability to our own. However, I was able to arrange a home friendly against one of football's historical giants, and still a giant up in Scotland, namely Celtic. Now, in the game, Celtic had won the 2020-2021 season whereas in real life, Rangers are dominating at the moment. In the game, Celtic were champions. So I had a friendly against the reigning champions of Scotland. And to give you an idea as to where Celtic stand, you could argue that they would probably qualify as a mid-table Premier League club if they were dropped into the English League. Some people would dispute that. Some people would say that they'd actually be an upper kind of table Premier League team. Others would say they don't belong in the Premier League. That's not for me to say. I personally think they'd probably be mid-table in the Premier League if they were dropped into the Premier League tomorrow. And my Aldershot team, bearing in mind that we had only just escaped from non-league football, actually won that friendly. We gave a great account of ourselves. We won 3-2. And if that had been a competitive fixture, we'd be calling that a giant killing. No question. You compare the size and resources of a team like Celtic to the resources of my team, and there's a massive, massive difference in pretty much every single department. Yep, somehow, with a battling defensive display, my team came out 3-2 winners. It was only a friendly, but it was still a great result as far as I was concerned. And it tied us over to the next game, which was another home friendly against the under-23 squad, of West Bromwich Albion. Now I've got to admit, I don't know what became of West Bromwich Albion on the game in the 2020-2021 season. I don't know if they were still a Premier League club or if they'd been relegated to the championship, I don't know. But in any event, they also, like Celtic, uh, are a team with considerably more resources than my own. And even their under 23 team, it could be argued, would be of higher quality to my first team. This is where something came up which I kind of feel needs a little bit of clarification and an explanation. I won the friendly 3-2. My team gave a pretty good account of themselves again. I was quite pleased. But at the end of the game, for whatever reason, the computer game itself froze. It wouldn't proceed onwards to process the match and go on to the next set of matches. Not quite sure what happened. Um... 
who knows? I had to had to basically shut the game down and restart it. Now, I'm not too fussed about what happens in that respect of a friendly match. I simply replayed the game, actually won 2 0 this time. So you could argue it was a better performance, better result. If that had been a competitive match, then I would see things somewhat differently. If I had lost upon replaying it, uh, then I would be minded to restart the game and try to force a win. You might think that's cheating. Maybe it is, but allow me to explain. If I'd already won that game once, and then through no fault of my own, the, the game crashes or freezes, then as far as I'm concerned, I've already earned those three points or I've already made progress in that cup competition. And I'm entitled to get that progress back. So that was my, my thought process behind that. Conversely, if I'd lost the match and then was forced to restart, I would basically accept whatever came my way. You might think that's hypocritical. Maybe it is. But as far as I'm concerned, once again, it's not my fault if the game crashes. And it's basically sort of fair game in those circumstances if I lose a match and have to replay it. It's not my fault. It's the game's fault. Uh, if it doesn't want me to replay matches and change results in my favour, it shouldn't crash. Hopefully, it's a situation which won't come up. Hopefully, in competitive matches, uh, the game will run uh, smoothly and this will never come up as an issue. Very hard to say, of course. Who knows what will happen? Anyway, uh, I had one more friendly game, which was against Slough, which was a comfortable victory. And then I was on to my first competitive match as a professional manager of a football league side. We had a home game against Barrow. And Barrow, like Aldershot, were tipped to face a relegation battle. As a matter of fact, I had a a rather larger press conference than I'd previously had on that very set of conversations. Questions about Barrow, I was like, well, I'm not really interested in that. I'm here to talk about Aldershot, but I had to agree that this would probably be a clash between two teams tipped for relegation. There was no other way around it. I, I think just as we were facing that possibility, they were facing that possibility. So what would happen next? We'd have a battle on the pitch, and it might be a very early but very crucial game in a relegation dogfight. My team, my old shot team, with a better side, and, and we created more chances, we had more possession. However, the game ended nil-nil, a rather tame way to start the new season. We actually had a goal disallowed, but of course it doesn't really count. So, nil-nil draw, and... A certain feeling that these were two points dropped, which could prove, of course, to be absolutely crucial. In a situation where we're facing another potential struggler at home, I'd want to take all three points. It might have been game number one, but as far as I was concerned, we can't really be afforded to be dropping points. So it wasn't a great result from my point of view, although, of course, it was better than losing. I have to, have to say that, of course. And then from there, our next fixture was away to Northampton, a, a somewhat bigger club than my own, a club that's more kind of firmly established in the Football League. And I wasn't really sure what to expect of this. However, the team played very, very well. Again, it was quite a defensive performance. I have a feeling that we'll be putting in a lot of these 
idea being to get players behind the ball, to try and keep the ball as much as possible to frustrate the position, and then strike as and when we feel we have an opening. Which is exactly what we were able to do. We took the lead, and although we were pegged back to an equaliser, and at that point I felt kind of like this was going to be a bad match for us from this point onwards, we managed to score again. And we took what I thought was a very plucky 2-1 away win in only our second game in the Football League against the team that was arguably bigger than us. So, ultimately, you could say that my expectations for the first couple of games were perhaps three points. We had four points. I was still a bit annoyed that we dropped two points in a winnable home game. On the other hand, let's try and be glass half full here. We took maximum points from a fixture where I arguably thought we'd get no points. So we now enjoyed a situation where we were slightly ahead of ourselves, arguably, uh, in terms of survival. Just to move on from the fixtures for a second or two, because I've only played two games in the, uh, in the league so far. As a side note, I've been trying to see if I could sign some new players to bolster the team. However, I've not enjoyed much luck with this. I did sign a new goalkeeper whose name actually escapes me. But because of work permit issues, he's not allowed to actually play. And I have to try and sort that out somehow. He's arguably a better keeper than I ever Walker or Hall is. But if he can't play, then it's pointless. So I'm trying to see what I can do about that. Elsewhere, I've just basically been unlucky in terms of grabbing the players I wanted. There were a number of older, out-of-contract players that I felt could make a difference. But they're not really interested in coming to play for Aldershot. I have been able to uh, sort of sell a couple of players and put some others on loan to try and bring down the wage bill and tighten up the squad. So hopefully that will help certain things like the wage bill, for example. But I haven't been able to make as much progress in signing players as I would have liked. So I am stuck. That's not really fair. I still have more or less the same players that I had before. And they're good players. They did earn promotion after all. So I guess it's only fair they have a certain degree of proving themselves as professional players. I don't expect things to be easy for them. But we'll see how they do. Next time, we'll have our first stab at trying to achieve something in the Carabao Cup. I'm playing Charlton in that game. It will be a tough game because Charlton... Uh, whilst not a Premier League team anymore, are a considerably bigger team than my own. They do have Premier League pedigree, and I expect a tough challenge in that particular game. It's not a fixture I expect to win. The League Cup is not a competition that my, my old shot team have a chance in. But it'll be something different. It'll be something different. And a chance, perhaps, for some squad rotation to bring up the, the fitness and sharpness levels of other players. So I may well be reporting on heavy defeat. You never know. It might get better than that. But you'll find out. You'll find out next time. Stay safe, guys. And I look forward to speaking again.